What's going on, you guys? It's your main man, man. Wait. <clears throat> my throat. That's not the Toronto. And um, this is According to Man Ways, my very, very first podcast. And we're going to have a special, special, special duo that I find most fascinating and most amazing and a good friend of mine, um, D&D Productions, D and Deja. So uh, let's get them on the phone. Can you hear her? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yeah. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Oh, hello. Hi. Very good. How are you? Good, 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 good. <laughs> so, to all the folks who are listening in, I have the amazing duo of hair, face, and more. <laughs> Deja. And D from D and D Productions. Hello. So how are you guys been doing? Where you go? Hanging in there. That's right. That's doing like everyone else, staying socially distanced to the best of our abilities here in New York City. Yeah. 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 Trying to find fire. Yeah. How that has been the the question on everyone's mind for everyone, especially of. As artists, how are you staying inspired during these times when we know as New Yorkers it's so easy for us to just walk outside and get inspired by the streets and the people and the mm-hmm. culture? How are you guys doing that just by being indoors? Well, I mean, to, like, we're lucky, honestly, because we have our own studio in the house, so we can kind of produce our own content. Even if it's just booming in Deja, we always do little improv photo shoots, uh, conceptualizing ideas that we have. So um, that's one thing that we're staying busy, and we're also, like, still renovating as we are mm-hmm. <laughs> as recording. <laughs> right. That was, that was that's the thing. We had already started on some projects prior to Corona uh, or COVID-19 hitting us so hard. Uh, mm-hmm. We already had some projects in the works, and we have been you know, thinking about things that we wanted to do to switch up our space and just be a little bit more um, methodical with how we work and how we can assist our community. Right. Now, Agnes, a lot of you guys don't know that besides Dee and Deja working together, they also live together. (laughs) So (laughs) how is that dynamic? I mean, I know it can also, it can work, you know, for you on the creativity, but then I'm sure it can also be like, I need a break, give me five minutes, give me a Well, I mean, luckily, it's not like that we, like, literally live on top of each other, thank God. Like, our apartment is spacious, and we do have our own corners, you know what I mean? Right. So that always helps, because, I mean, yes, I love living with her, but we always, 
like every once in a while, everybody needs this thing. So, you know, that, that bedroom door closes and be like, I'll see you later. <laughs> I, I, what has been um, like just well I mean let's go back I think I don't, I don't think even I can't even recall how long I've known both of you okay it's a long time yeah I, I was wanna, thinking about that this morning <laughs> yeah, I want to say we might be touching 10 years I want to say maybe I mean you when I met you, Craig, we were still. Oh, I was still doing drag, and okay. I had my drag human before. Right, and I remember yeah. the first time. I think I remember the first time I saw I met D. It was at. Oh, I remember exactly. It was at Mama Juana's up in <laughs> and you performed, and I think well, I can't think of the song you did, but. You did a number, and it was all, like, give me very, like, goth-lovingness goth of everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept my wardrobe pretty black in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, it was yesterday, but I can't think of the song. But, oh, it was so good. And then, I, I guess my question to lead up to that is, how did you guys even meet, and how... And then what made the relationship de- develop that you guys wanted to be partners and in, in, uh, create a business together? Uh, okay, actually, the funny part is we met at Esqualita. So, <laughs> yeah, it was Monica. And for those of you who don't know, legendary Esqualita. Um, Monica Sunday. Yeah, her legendary ski dance on Sundays. And I would always see this child when she did her uh, runway pump competition <laughs> at the end. There would be this very intriguing person in a high-heeled black Mary Jane, glasses, a mohawk, and white lipstick. And I was just like, who the fuck is that? Like, I need to know who that person is. And so moving forward, Harmonica had asked me to do her makeup for her birthday show. And when I got there, lo and behold, the person doing her hair was Dee there. Exactly. And then in the, in the back, we were kind of like just... It just worked, and then um, uh, we had, like, we connected, and then there was, like, a photo shoot that we, that, that came our way, and I was like, oh, we should, we should try to do this together. And then, really, it just worked. Like, you know, it just naturally worked. She did makeup, I did hair. It just, it worked. And then that's from there on, we were kind of like, oh, shit, you tell me this is business. Yeah. <laughs> it does, cool. I mean, once you get that synergy, it, just, it really does work, and you don't want to ever lose it. Oh, yeah. And we have very different, um, I'm sorry, very similar perspectives on what we believe about glamour and beauty and even the the fact that we are both, like, vintage whores yeah, and love history and, like, period. So we get to create based off of our knowledge and our desires. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what, now to elaborate on that, what what do you guys feel like are your are your theories and, and um and inspirations for for glamour. Lord, I mean, so many. I think um, uh, when you go to era, to me, twenties and sixties are really influential. But then also you have to go all the way back in like eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, yeah. like and see all the technical work that people were doing back then. Like mm-hmm. especially also for hair, if you think about like how people didn't even have have like tools with electricity. Okay, <laughs> they had to actually get handcraft everything. So <laughs> right. Um, uh, just in general, honestly, like history really influenced us a lot. Yeah. 
for me, it's the same way. Like, I'm also obsessed with beauty history and also how um, cosmetics have been seen throughout history. Mm -hmm. And it's actually very classic if we get into it, like the use of makeup, who was using makeup, what, how was money and power tied into beauty and aesthetics. Correct. So we are always kind of working in those um, those lanes. Mm, yes, exactly. I think, I, I think that's what always, always, um, I've always admired that about both of you guys is being able to, you know, just that we always, you know, when we hang out together, it's not always so uh, our conversations can grow limitless because we're not, we don't get stuck in just the industry and, like, you know, the work conversation. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. both, you know, we both have, we all, all three of us have this love for history and this love of, like, knowledge and sharing knowledge and what is truth and what has been put on us and trying to right. make those differences. Absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That's, that's so true. It's so true. Because we have a classic mix, and uh, where we all come from, what we all have experienced, how that influenced us. So I think that that's really like what creates the magic around all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Because you, okay, now, Deja, you're from Long Island, right? Right, I'm from Long Island, but my grandparents, my mother's mother and father are both first generation New Yorkers. And my grandparents on both sides are Southern. So I have okay. a very classic Southern upbringing, but within the context of New York. Now, Southern like like Louisiana Southern or like something like Charleston Southern? <laughs> southern like Row, Arkansas, a place <laughs> nobody knows where my grandparents are from. And then North Carolina, I'm not really sure where my father's um, family specifically is from, but definitely North Carolina. Okay. So okay. country. 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 That's that. That's, they call it, that's that, um, that red clay country. Oh, yes. What you know about red clay? You don't know about red clay? What you know? That's my <laughs> On my mother's side, she, like, her dad is up in that North Carolina area, that, that red clay place, you know. That's it, red clay. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, the now, Lee, you're from... I'm from Europe, so I was Europe. born in Italy and I grew up in Germany. Right, right. And so mm-hmm. you, but then when you, and when you came to, when did you come to New York? 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Okay, yes, that's yeah, like, It's okay. actually marking my so 12th anniversary in October, so around the corner. Okay, so my math is kind of making sense, about, I feel like, on how, 10, yeah, almost 10 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, definitely. Yeah, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so besides you guys have had, I mean, the the amazing luxury of working with some really, really great people. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, besides just to, you know, name drop a few, I'm going to have to do that, you know, of course. Uh, Jill Scott, you know, uh, Sonny Austin from, from The View. Yes, Sonny. Laverne Cox, of course. I mean, of course, the show Pose and numerous, numerous of campaigns. And then also working with organizations such as, like, the Food Project. What has been your highlight as far as, like, work-wise so far? What has been, like, those things like, yeah, you start, I did you start, girl. Come on. Let me start on this. First of all, first besides working with Harmonic Sunbeam, the first highlight after that was um, the being out in the culture. You know, we we're very nightlife uh, aficionados, and we happened to meet Kehinde Wiley at a club, 
And that led to our first huge gig, which was working with him on his first collection of uh, paintings featuring women, which was called The Economy of Grace, An Economy of Grace. And it was premiered at the Brooklyn Museum, and so we just were kind of thrown into the high art, classical art um, world with that yeah. project. To me, that will forever be one of the yeah. major highlights of our We're never going to be able to forget that, especially because we've done, like, different projects with him. And then mm-hmm. we were able to also, like, open exhibits with him where we actually did hair and makeup with opera singers that we actually made up in the way we did for the painting. So that was really, really, really special. I mean, uh, that's something you just can't forget. I mean, when your work gets immortalized, I'm sorry, that's, that's, that's something you just can't forget. <laughs> right, right. It's like one of those, it's like, um, it's like just having, it gives you that, that almost world stamp of approval. And, and, you know, about, I mean, you know, putting, you a, putting you in a different, putting you, almost, when I say, when I say putting you in a, a different uh, level than just another another makeup artist, another hairstylist, because you, now you have these, such a name behind you that, that you've worked with. Oh, yeah. Right. And somebody who was that we, we really love and admire and um, respect highly. Yeah. So it made such a difference, but we came to that love and adoration for him through learning about his process and about mm-hmm. the power of art in the world. Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm. Without art, honey, the world ain't going to run. Right. And I think that's also like an, uh, interesting in these times, you know, us being um, freelancers or, you know, independent contractors. Mm-hmm. Yep. We understand what this, what, how this kind of feels, this, this stay-at-home situation, you know, not having, as the economy is like, you know, suffering. We know what it's like not to have work for a month or two months or six months or whatever. Oh, yeah. And how to make, oh. how, my mom would, how my mom would say, how to make beans taste like steak. You know, you know, I love that. It's interesting when you see the rest of the world begin to get a taste of what this real art, you know, what this art life is, and how. Right. Even my mom has my mom has always said this too. It will always be the artist that will show the rest of society the light. Definitely. Well, I mean, think about how um, history has been influenced by art since forever. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Also, like to put that in uh, perspective, what we re- what we experience as artists is just so akin to what mar- all marginalized groups have experienced in the United States of America. Exactly. So, what I would like to say is that you know, going deeper, is that this experience is just kind of giving everybody a little taste of what it's like to be marginalized mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. in the U.S. of A., where you just don't. There are no options, and right. what you can do when you have no options, mm-hmm. you can right. create. <laughs> exactly. Very true. Very, very true. So that leads me to so we have we have like we're in, you know, this this time of like, you know, you're staying home, you're doing a, a whole lot of stuff. What has been some of your things like being at home, staying at home, your some of your like your extra curricular activities and I mean it's like what has been the things that are keeping you sane? Have you found yourself creating or finding new skills in yourself? Um, hobbies? Are you knitting? What 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 do you have to do it? I would say for me I've resorted to my southern roots and I have been in that kitchen. Oh yeah, that's just been thrown down. Probably a little <laughs> bit more than I should. It's probably <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What about you, G? Anything besides eating? <laughs> okay, so uh, we've been working on um, a few projects at the house, like we said, right? And so yeah. we're going to give you a little teaser of something that we've been actually working on with Dominique Jackson from Bowles. Oh. So she has, like, um, uh, a specific catchphrase that she's been um, uh, like doing, and we actually produced something for her. So that's going to be in the next couple of weeks actually coming out. So y'all better stay tuned for that because it's really exciting. We did a little, like, how should we say it? Like a social media commercial in a way for her. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's Ooh. something to look forward to and something that we've enjoyed Building yeah. on, we're building on our production side more so than ever. Double D production, BD Pro stands for Double D production. So I think people need to see more of what we view or how we view the world. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a great opportunity for people to see that. And we also want to like make sure that people know that we want to help our entire community also to come up with us in this way because we use a lot of artists that work with us that are queer, non-binary, trans especially. Of course, everybody in the in the LGBT community is um, uh, welcome, especially with us. But like, we really want to further trans and non-binary people right now because our marginalized group is being put down every damn day, Absolutely. and we need to stop that immediately. So we're trying to, with our production company, to also help young artists to like find their voice. Yes, yeah, I was actually that's just, actually I was right. I was thinking about just like you know what you guys have been doing and what you guys have been standing for, I always, the first thing that comes to my mind is just like being that platform for others, for others in our community that can, that can feel that they can not just, not just uh, have a space to feel safe and, but a space they can grow and experience and be able to almost tell a voice through art and through other mediums and just having to be such um uh so limited to what society says is is what That's so true. I think we just need we just need a, a big reality check and to yeah. really understand that so often the way the media works, right? Things that are created in communities that have no voice are just taken mm-hmm, and right. then used for capitalist pursuits. Cool. So right. the people who are making the money are not the people who are necessarily creating the art or creating the time or creating the feeling or the essence of what the moment is. And so we're just doing our best to kind of shift that paradigm and make space for the people who are just naturally being so beautiful and wonderful to benefit from that in a different space as other than saying, oh, wow, back in history, you know, hip-hop started in the hood. And right. now hip-hop is international, but the people who started it may be broke as hell. Right. Like, that's just not the way that it's supposed to be. Or at least right. Not. No, I, I 100%, 100% agree. I think it's what, it's what, um, it's, it's becoming more, more of a focus, and I think we'll be, we're getting to see almost, no, I'm not going to say almost, we're getting to see more of a divide on who truly believes in that and who says it. Absolutely. You got that? That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's almost like you're, as, you know, as the folks would say, the old folks would say, you're showing your true colors now, you're showing your ass. That, well, <laughs> and it's a lot of ass showing them. <laughs> a lot of it. My thing is, you know, my best catchphrase, the motto I live by is don't talk about it, be about it. Mm-hmm. Actions speak way louder than words. 
And yeah. I hope that, you know, through our actions, people can see that we've, for over 10 years at this point, mm-hmm. you know, we've been living our truth and trying to be examples of what life could be if you live, if you choose to live in your truth. And mm-hmm. ignore, you know, the status quo of, you know, reality TV sometimes, you know, right. it's still, reality TV is not a reality. And so our, what reality can be is just so much wider than what we assume. It has True. Because me and Deja always say this too, like, there's uncomfortable conversations that need to be held, right? Because there's so many things set in place that are not right. Like, for example, these standards that everybody got to be skinny, these standards that, you know, you have to wear certain things to make yourself look proper and so everybody's style everybody's identity everybody's like um inner feeling is their own so there is no standard there's no box for everybody to be in so we have to definitely acknowledge that and that goes within so many different commu- um, <clears throat> industries too sorry like you know how people like to take inspos inspirations from people and never credit them and just be like oh yeah i came up with that and i'm like ah no there's people before <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, right. uh, right in the middle of that. Definitely. Right. Is that, I mean, come on, y'all preaching, preaching, preaching to them. Yes. Sometimes you got to teach the children. You got to teach the children. You got to let them know. I think that's, you know, and I think, you know, it's interesting because in a time where there are so many different media channels as far as, like, you know, mm-hmm. people are taking Instagram and, things, you know, they're taking all the stuff for, for granted, like, it's real news, mm-hmm. and letting that be what dictates how they formulate an opinion for, for a certain subject or a certain group or a certain or anything without actually doing the work. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. And doing the research and really understanding where something comes from, how it became, and how all of a sudden it became on your on on this rack of of things in H and M. Okay, okay. So everybody wants it to be an easy package, microwave and go kind of situation, and that's not what life is. Life is about learning lessons, hard work, hard work, and figuring it out somewhere along the way, and being right. confident in you know what you know to be yourself and yes. who you are, and creating a space for yourself. We have to continue making. It's unfortunate that in 2020 we have to do this, but we have to continue forging spaces for uniqueness and creativity. Yeah. Because I feel like that most of the times a lot of people want to shut these, like, unique voices down because we're too loud, right? We're always like, it's too much, it's too this, it's too that. And I'm like, there is no such thing. Like, everybody has a different voice, so we should appreciate everybody's tone in that way. Right. You know? Very true. Very, very true. Well, on that note, I think we're gonna wrap this up because I mean, oh. we we can go we know we can go on and on about about all this uh, you know about these conversations. Oh, definitely, <laughs> that's, yeah. because that's how we roll. But, <laughs> but I but I want to thank you guys for giving me your time and um, lending lending us your your voices and just you know continuing to be an inspiration to to everyone that you guys t- uh, come in contact with. And I hope that, you know, the light, the sky's limits, and I hope that everything continues to prosper in the way it's supposed to for you. Can't stop, right? Can't stop, won't stop. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, honey. And we're going to stay focused on life according to man Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you guys stay safe, stay inside. You can rave. And stay, you know, stay creative. <laughs>
And same to you. Exactly. Right. Always. All right. Take care, you guys. Love you guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.